This is episode 200 of How About That Cigar, recorded live at the Corona Cigar Studio. We have Nick Perdomo back on the show to talk about Perdomo cigars and some other industry topics. Please take a minute to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Now on with the show. Corona Cigar Company is your one-stop shop for all your cigar needs, whether that's a brand new humidor, a box of those new cigars you've been waiting for, a top-of-the-line cutter or lighter, a place to enjoy the finest cigars and spirits with friends, or the only cigars grown right here in the Sunshine State. We've got you covered. Come visit one of our retail locations for the ultimate cigar experience. Visit us online at coronacigar.com. How about episode 200? How about it? I don't even know what to say. Guys, welcome to How About That Cigar Live, episode 200. It is crazy to believe. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. We are so grateful for you guys. Uh, to hit episode 200 is pretty incredible. Uh, we're grateful for every second of it, and we're going to talk about that some more. But thank you so much for joining us live on Facebook, live on YouTube, and for those of you listening after the fact on the audio podcast, guys, thank you so much for making How About That Cigar a part of your regular yeah audio podcast rotation and we are here in the corona cigar studios in still cold minnesota i mean not it's cold compared to most of the world it feels like <laughs> i was just gonna say it's all relative <laughs> if it, you're uh if you're alaskan you know you're probably all right um but if you are yeah in if you're a normal Florida. person who lives in Florida or Texas or somewhere in the southern United States, somewhere in the Caribbean basin, you're dying. You, you hear that it's 50 degrees here and you're dying. There's there's kids walking around in, you know, t-shirts and shorts when it's 50 and uh, most of the world's wearing parkas, you know. Um so it's it's uh, it's just the slowest spring ever. It's like it's it just we got a teaser of like 3 days when it was in the 80s and then it went right back down into the 30s. So what are you going to do? We in Minnesota, you roll with it. Um, so yeah, here in the Corona Cigar Studios, episode two hundred. Um, one of the things that we, you know, we have to check in on Stanley Cup playoff madness. I well, the so our, our, I'm yeah. Despite our wild, there we have several friends who are also big hockey fans, huge hockey fans yeah. who have teams that underperformed for them. Like I almost feel worse for our Boston friends and for our Denver and our, friends and our Denver friends because we were, we're used we were it. pretty much <laughs> expecting that the Wild were going to lose in the first uh, round. I mean, you're always shit. hopeful that the Wild were going to make it past the first round, but you expect that the Wild aren't going to make it past the first round. But the fact that the the Avs and the Bruins are already out is kind of mind-boggling and i know some people say oh i totally expected this team to lose and that team to lose in the first round you, it's hard to ex expect that the the number one seed that scored the most points in nhl history is gonna lose in the first round yep. to a wild card team correct so it's it's crazy hats but off to florida yeah hats off to florida hats off to seattle yep uh, and the first time ever mm. that a team in their debut season beat a defending Stanley Cup champion in the playoffs. It's good. So it's a good story. Sorry to our friends yeah. at Cigar Dojo. Um, you know, 
is what it is. Uh, thank God the Aaron Rodgers saga is finally over. Oh, that's right. Because yeah, this is yeah. our first, we've been off for a couple of weeks, so it's our first show in a couple of weeks. So the the trade that we've been, it's been looming for ages. Finally, they got the deal done. Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. The Green Bay Packers can move on with Jordan Love and probably have a pretty rough season, but, you know, um, we'll see how it goes. Yep. NFL draft happened. It did. How were you? So if, as a Vikings fan, how do you f- feel about how the Vikings did in this year's draft? <sighs> about like that, you know, that being said, um, I am giving this new coaching and uh, management staff uh, some, I'm giving them their due. Yeah. Of, you know, obviously, Every one of us loves to be an armchair quarterback, pun intended, yeah. you know, with uh, drafts or play calls or coaching, whatever. So um, I did not understand our first and second pick at all. Um, and I, I have as a as a Green Bay Packer fan, I have to say I didn't really pay attention yep. to who. the No, Vikings it's right. We 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 picked a wide receiver for our first round draft pick. OK, well, I mean. So we lost Adam Thielen. Yeah. But uh we had the uh offensive player of the year at at wide receiver last year. Yeah. Um so yeah, without going too deep into it, I I, I will say this that um uh, I'm just going to trust the management team, you know, yeah. because I do believe in them. They've got some great, you know, uh uh great pedigree okay yeah and and the vikings have been improving and as a as a packers fan i'll say the draft was not surprising we had a ton of picks so that always helps uh you know you get those picks with the with the trade for aaron Rodgers. um i was surprised that we picked a tight end at number two and another tight end at number four i mean i i i guess i suppose you take the best guy available but Two tight ends and in, in in three picks seems a little odd, especially in the in the early rounds. Um, hey guys, um, before we move on here, make sure to let us know in the comments what it is you're smoking and what it is you're drinking. Uh, and uh, we're going to give you some information. Yes, we have a big giveaway uh, that that our special guest was so gracious to uh, help provide us with. We do have a big giveaway coming and. You can enter now. Uh, there's a link at the beginning of the comments, and we're going to continue posting the link uh, some more. Uh, but you want to make sure to enter that giveaway, and we're going to give some information in a few minutes how you can increase your chances way, way high to uh, be the winner of this fantastic prize package. Um, one last sports thing. Minnesota Twins are doing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's early in the season, obviously, but I got to talk about our pitcher, Sonny Gray. Oh my gosh! The dude is a machine. He is. He's he's like setting records for for early season ERA. Uh, his his stats are off the charts. He's he's been an absolute beast, and which is good because, you know, our other starting pitching is still okay, but the one that kind of concerns me a little bit is is uh, is Molly. He's. He's struggled a little. He hasn't been bad. No, but, but he's he been hasn't been able early. to go long. Right, and that's just it. He's been pulled, pulled early. early. Yeah, where you see Sonny Gray going through seven innings, no problem. Yep. 
so we'll see how it goes um oh nice we got a 12 year double vintage sun grown we got a double aged maduro churchill awesome you guys are uh smoking and oh ice cold yingling oh see we can't get yingling up here in uh up here in minnesota so uh but i have family in indiana who uh meals it up here for me every once in a while uh for our 200th episode uh i partake in alcohol so uh i opened up uh a bottle i've been hanging on to for a little bit uh the balvini uh 14 year caribbean cask i absolutely love uh whiskeys whether it's scotch or bourbon i love ones that are finished in rum casks there's something about that rum finish that i absolutely love especially with a good cigar um so that is what I am sm- uh, drinking for episode number 200. And I've got this lovely <laughs> vitamin water that has been aged in plastic. Aged in, is that, is that, uh, is that a, a vintage two, two month? Two, 2022. 20, oh, wow. Yeah. Full, full two years. Well, year, year a, a full year. year. Yeah. Hey, wow. Yeah. The pink drink. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, let's jump into it, guys. We have some very cool yes. stuff going on this evening and a fantastic special guest uh, who we have been fortunate to learn so much from in the past, and we cannot wait to learn more from him tonight. Uh, so as always on How About That Cigar Live, special guests of the show are brought to us by our friends at Drew Estate. And Drew Estate wants to announce the most recent Freestyle Live event pack with an MSRP of $40. These new packs have been prepared, and each one will include four of the new premium unbanded cigars, a Freestyle Live cigar case, a Freestyle Live torch lighter, and Freestyle Live cigar rest. Each pack will also include a badge with a QR code, which allows the purchaser to enter a sweepstakes for a chance to win incredible prizes, including airfare package to anywhere in the world for two people, a customized longboard from Subculture Studios, and finally, the grand prize will be a luxury watch valued at $10,500. For more information, please visit drewestate.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you would please help us out. Put your hands together and welcome to episode 200 of How About That Cigar Live from Perdomo Cigars, the man himself, Mr. Nick Perdomo. Welcome back to the show, brother. Hey, how are you guys doing? Great to be here tonight. Oh, so grateful to have you on, brother, uh, from uh, from sunny Miami. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you. It's uh, nice and warm out here on the beach tonight. But uh, yeah, smoking a Perdomo 10th anniversary and like to thank everybody for joining and uh, congratulate on you guys for your 200th episode. That's a that's a nice feat. Man, thank thank you. you. That means a lot. Thank you so much. We're uh, we're grateful for all of it. We look back at all the all the, you know, the humble beginnings and, uh, you know, to where we are now. We're grateful for every bit of it. Oh, my God. Can't wait for 200 more. We're no signs of slowing down. Yeah. Well, and this is uh, special for me, too, because uh, I don't know if you remember um, our last interview. I told you the very first box purchase I ever made in cigars was a champagne. So my first cigar box purchase was uh, Perdomo Champagnes. And uh, so you and your cigars will always hold a special place in my heart for sure. Well, I appreciate that. It's a great cigar. It's been around for over 22 years, and it keeps growing. I want to thank everybody in the audience for supporting us. Oh, absolutely. Well, I think I finished up my pregame cigar. Yeah. And I think I'm going to get – and, of course, you know, what What better way 
what do you what do you do when you celebrate well you have some champagne so i grab myself we all grab the champagne so i'm gonna be firing up the champagne 10th anniversary right now and um you know very um very excited to get this going on episode number 200 and we're gonna i'm gonna fire up this cigar real quick and uh we're gonna do that on the dunbarton tobacco and trust toast cam when lighting your cigar it is important to be patient, pay close attention to detail, and focus on the tobacco. In the same way, Steve Saka brings those same qualities to the ultra-premium cigars of Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. Patience, close attention, and focus on the tobacco are the qualities that Saka and Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust have become known for. From Silver Mesa to Umbagav, Dunbarton has a blend that will fit your palate, your mood, and any occasion. Visit DunbartonCigars.com to learn more. All right. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, so we are, uh, like I said, I, I I use the word excited a lot, but I do get excited a lot. And, you know, it's, uh, we're coming into, uh, you know, solidly into uh, the second quarter of 2023. And uh, we just want to, the first thing we want to talk to you about, Nick, is how has, how has 2023 started out for you and Perdomo Cigars? In spite of the economy and what's going on, it's been an incredible year. We're having a, a we had a record quarter and uh, May's May's, you know, just the new month, but it's jumped through the roof. We're, uh, we're really excited about what's going on. And uh, we're, we're happy that we're coming out with our Pernoma 30th anniversary this summer. A lot of people have been asking for it. We actually were going to have it out last year. But due to packaging problems with our partners in Europe, every time somebody sneezed, they would close the factory due to COVID. And uh, it really backed us up. And uh, the cigars are done. You know, it's really hard being a cigar manufacturer, having millions of cigars sitting in aging rooms for more time than, than you actually need. But at the end, the consumer is going to win with that. So we're happy about that. But uh, packaging has really been a problem. Um, we've also lost about 10% of our population in Nicaragua because of illegal immigration. So that's been a, a tough thing. But even with that, uh, production's at all-time high. Farming has been tough to, to keep people in the fields and stuff because they're, they're coming across the border. But uh, we're working through it, working six to eight weeks to, to stay ahead of the game. And uh, we've been very happy. We've, we've delivered 99.93% of the products that our retailers around the world have asked for. So uh, we're, we're fortunate and blessed that we've been able to do that. That's an awesome stat. I mean, that number for any product category, for any company, that's that's a big deal. So you guys should be very proud of that. Absolutely. We are. We want to make sure that we, we keep our retailer shelves full in the Perdomo sections. And we want to make sure our consumers all around the country are able to buy their Perdomo cigars. Nobody wants to wait to, to get products. Yeah. And, you know, so we're happy about that. Well, one of the things that I want to um, make sure and let people know about um, before we go any further is, and I just put the link in the comments, and it, whether you're watching live on Facebook or live on YouTube, you're going to see it in the comments right now. You're going to want to go to that link, and if you scroll to the bottom of that page, you're going to see a place where you can enter a giveaway. Now, here's the kicker, and this is why I kept posting, and, and, and Nick and Arthur were so great to share uh, this along with everybody else that the kicker is tonight on the show and i'm gonna i'm gonna put this in the comments so everybody can see how we want this put in the comments so if you put in the comments live on facebook or youtube right now if you put perdomo army 
all hashtag Perdomo Army, all one word. If you put that in the comments, that's going to gain you an additional 100 entries to this giveaway. So everybody, and, and you put it in the comments one time, because I'm going to go through all this stuff. So one time, put Perdomo Army, hashtag Perdomo Army in the comments, and that's going to gain you an additional 100. Now, if if you put in the comment, hashtag Perdomo Army, but you haven't entered the contest at the bottom of that page, you're not going to be qualified. So go to the link, Gotta scroll down, enter the giveaway, and then come back in the comments and uh, hit the hashtag Perdomo Army, and that's going to get you an additional. And this, uh, Arthur was so, uh, and and Nick were so uh, so generous. We got a Perdomo Army hat and a beautiful Perdomo ceramic ashtray and a fantastic Perdomo Cigars Cutter and Lighter gift set. So that's going to go to one lucky winner. Uh, so make sure to put that comment in there. Um, uh, before we get back into cigar questions, Nick, one of the things I remembered that I loved talking to you about last time you were on the show was uh, was your love for fine watches. So last time you were wearing a Breitling. Uh, what do you have on your wrist this evening? I'm actually wearing a Breitling. I just I just purchased with a green <laughs> with a green face. That's crazy. I very rarely wear the same brand. A lot of times I've been collecting watches for, for over two decades, and um, it's called the Super Ocean. What I liked about it, it's got this green face that I really think is cool. It's kind of hard oh, to yeah. see maybe with with the, with the night and. Uh, it's a dive watch. I'm actually taking vacation tomorrow. Janine and I are, are going out with uh, some friends, and we're going to take a catamaran cruise for, for seven days in the Virgin Islands. So um, I don't take much vacation. I think living in Miami is, is a vacation yeah. itself. But uh, Janine has pushed me into going on vacation, so I'm gonna, we're, we're heading out tomorrow, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I just miss my uh, kids and the grandkids. But uh, yeah. We're looking forward to the trip. Well, and I think, I mean, I think now is just as good a time as Absolutely. any. Absolutely. We're not the only ones celebrating here. That's true. Uh, the Perdomos are also, um, have been very blessed lately. And um, Nick and Janine, just absolute congratulations on grandbaby number two. Um, I mean, look at this. Uh, Nick, when, when you see this, what? Can you put into words what, what this feels like? It's such a blessing. You guys are a lot younger than me, but my father used to always say if he knew how much fun grandchildren were, he would have skipped us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's it's pretty awesome. If you look at the picture left, you see my granddaughter, Stella, who's uh, she's going to be 17 months old. And to the right, it's Lucy. And if you look at the picture to the right, it's my son, Nicholas, myself, my mom, who's 90. And her great granddaughter Lucy. So uh, we got four generations of Perdomos there, and uh, it's it's pretty awesome. Thank you so much for that. Oh man, no, that's uh, for us uh, telling the story of the people behind. Like cigars are great. Cigars are why we're here for sure. Um, but to get that human aspect of our guests and the people behind the brands, that was one of the passions that you know, Matt and I had about doing this in the first place. And uh, so it's important to us to, um, when we see somebody who is as proud of their family and, um, and their generations as you are, it's important that, that, you know, we help to tell that story and we're, we're honored to do it. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm a very blessed man. Very lucky. You know, 
been in the industry for 30 years, and a lot of the people on the show know that I'm very family-orientated, but I love a lot of the consumers out there. There's a lot of friends out there that are watching tonight. I got guys from our sales team, a lot of consumers. I see Chuck Shaw. There's just a bunch of guys out there I can mention out there. And <clears throat> One of the great things about our business is, you know, for many years I've traveled all across the world, and you become friendly and become friends with a lot of your consumers out there. And I was recently telling Janine that, you know, what a blessing it is that you have so many people that are, forget that they're loyal to your brands, which is very important and so on, but just meeting so many great people. You know, on my YouTube channel, I always say that if you want to meet great people, go to a cigar lounge. Um, it's very rarely that you meet a bad cigar smoker, and you guys know it probably better than anybody with your show. But pretty much everybody that smokes cigars are pretty great people. They're traditionalists, they're family oriented and so on and so on. So <clears throat> we feel very blessed that not only we're in the cigar industry, but with the consumers that that buy our products and the retailers that we have all over the world. You know, sometimes I mean, literally, the hair on my arms stand when I think about what I do for a living and how much I love it. I've only had three jobs in my life. I've loved all of them, but I got to be honest with you, this is my favorite one. I'm just very passionate about. It. I was telling my son earlier. I think I have more passion today than I did when I started 30 years ago. So uh, I was a young pup at only 28. Now I'm an old guy, but uh, I still love it, and I, I'm. I'm I'm reaching to go more and more. I just came back from from travel. I was in the New York area with Janine. Uh, we went to see Billy Joe and Bono, and the, mm-hmm. I got home that night. And the next morning, I flew out to see our friends, the Levins, at, at Hold Cigars, and uh, did a beautiful event there. Terrible weather, and the place was packed from start to, to finish. And I really appreciate those folks for coming out in that inclement weather. So I'm a real lucky guy, to say the least. Well, one of the things that um, I think we did touch on a little bit um, the first time we had you on the show last year was, you know, the family is obviously very important to you as it is to us and so many people in our industry. And seeing, you know, people in your own family come alongside you and join you in this in this vision and in this journey uh, with the company that that you started 30 years ago. Um, has to be doubly rewarding and just beyond incredible to be able to spend time with family members uh, in in continuing to build this vision. But part of what comes along with family relationships, you know, there's there's a give and take. There's pulling one way or the other about different ideas and things like that. How do you guys balance that? You know, whether it's whether it's your wife, your son, any other family members that are involved in this, how do you guys balance the the family family relationships versus the business relationships and that delicate give and take uh, while still maintaining strong, healthy family? It's a great question. We're kind of like on a tug of war team and we're all on the same side pulling the same way, which is a blessing. You know, working with family can be either very difficult or very easy. <clears throat> I've been blessed. It's been very simple to, to me. When I started, I had my mom and my dad and Janine, and soon after, my brother came on board. Uh, then when my son finished school, he came on board. My daughter helps quite a bit. Um, and, you know, my uncle and my father, unfortunately, both passed away, but were at the company. But, the, you know, what's great is your employees become like members of your family. You know, when you look at guys like Arthur Kemper, our vice president, to me, he's like a brother. Yeah. And... Um, when the average worker's been with your company for over two decades, 
Um, you fall in love with a lot of your employees. We have a lot of employees, and I'm, I'm proud to say that I know pretty much every one of them by first name. And mind you, forget the, the great sales team we have in the United States. We have over 5,000 employees that, that we employ in Nicaragua. And when you have second and now third generation workers coming in to work for the company, <clears throat> it makes you proud. And I think it's the difference between being a conglomerate and being a family-run business. And I think the consumers um, see that and see, you know, all the work and the love and the passion that we have. And they're very appreciative of it. And I think most Americans, I think most people around the world really tend to gravitate toward family-run companies. And unfortunately, in our industry, we're seeing less and less of that. And that makes me more proud. But, you know, I'm on the northwest side of the building. Janine's on the southeast side of the building. I love my wife more than anything. But... You know, it's good to have a little bit of separation. You know, even though we work together, a lot of times we only see each other for lunch. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I sleep with her every night and I see her every <laughs> night. So, but uh, it's great. And one of the great things is sitting out in the balcony. Her and I will sit out and smoke cigars. It's great to, to be able to hang out with my son. And my daughter lives next door, which is really great. My son-in-law yeah. is phenomenal. And my daughter-in-law is too. So um, it's pretty cool. It really is. Well, and you you segued great into my next question that I had on the notes, and that is that we've seen, and and it's not like it's brand new. We've seen over the years, you know, there's always in any category of business, there's always going to be mergers and acquisitions, and there's always going to be big conglomerates that have the resources available to come and buy up smaller companies. So, you know, and we saw it recently with Alec Bradley, which was a sizable acquisition, and and then you know, brands like Room 101, and we've seen plenty over the years, Taranio and things like that. What, where do you see it as far as for both the consumer out there who's buying cigars and enjoying cigars and for the industry as a whole, what do you think the pros and cons are to those acquisitions? Well, it seems like a lot of the companies are being bought. The companies get destroyed at the end. Um, look, we've been, we've been, offered to be acquired numerous times. Um, it's flattering when, when big companies approaches. Look, uh, I had a big company uh, approaches just just recently, just before COVID, offered us an incredible amount of money for the company. And my wife said something. She said, are you going to buy another car? Are you going to buy another house? We don't really have any debt. Do you really need to do this? Will you be happy? And my answers were no. Yeah. To every one of them. And when I when I went to speak with them and they gave me an incredible offer that was more than fair. Uh, and when I declined the offer, they were their jaws dropped. And I wanted to do all the due diligence because I thought it was important just to see the value of my company. It was valued more than I ever thought it would be. And um, I said, look, I have an exit strategy. And they said, what's that? I said, well, it's my son. I said, when I retire which is no time soon, I think Arthur Kemper will definitely be our vice president CEO, and I think my son will be the vice president. Just because he has my last name doesn't mean that he's going to move into that position. So to me, excellence is being earned. He's young, and he'd be the first one to tell you that Arthur would be the next president CEO of Perdomo Cigars, and, and that's what's on the board right now. Um, but I do, I do have an exit strategy, because in, in the future, it's, it's going to be my son. And you remember he's he's young there, um, you know, 20, 30 years from now, he'll still be fairly young, he'll be about my age. And we're grooming him 
<clears throat> to do it. And uh, I probably was the toughest on him more than anybody because I didn't want anybody to say that's Nick's son. I wanted him to blaze his own trail and to earn it. He certainly never got a desk when he graduated from the University of Miami. He had to walk the walk. Yeah. And I had to do the same thing. My father was tough on me in life, and I thank God that he was like that. I was very disciplined, and a lot of it I have to attribute to the great examples that my parents went through. When my father came from Cuba, he had nothing and really had to bust his butt, and he was a great example to me. He worked three jobs till I was 15 years old, and it, it was a great work ethic, and it taught me to work really hard, and, uh, and I'm proud of that. So even with the future here, you know um, – like I said earlier, I'm not planning on going anywhere. I still love it, but uh, I got a great staff of guys between Arthur and Nelson and Nicholas and Ralph Valdez and all the guys that we have in Miami and the great sales team that we have across the nation. Um, we're, we're in excellent shape. We're growing, and uh, the growth has been beyond my, my imagination. And Look, I was a kid who started out of a garage in Miami Lakes, Florida, and my dream was exactly what my father taught me, which was, you live in the greatest country in the world, and if you work hard, you can attain anything you want. I never forgot that. And seeing a young 26-year-old kid come from Cuba like my father, who started washing cars at $11 a week, and see what he did, um, it inspired me. And I always felt blessed to be an American. And um, I think the youth today could learn a lot from examples that I got. Yeah. So we talked uh, earlier, you, you mentioned your fantastic percentage rate of fulfillment, uh, which is incredible. And when I look back at that first box purchase I made of the champagnes, the tobacconist, um, who is Howard at uh, Stogie's on Grand in St. Paul, um, he said, you know, and I wasn't necessarily new to cigars at that point, but um new enough. And I said, what's a good box that I can get at a great price? And, you know, and he said, if you want a box of cigars that you can count on every single cigar to perform well, construction and great flavor, he said, buy this box. And absolutely true. And Nick, that is still true today. There are very few who have that kind of reputation for quality control um, that is still you know, today, and we've talked about this on the show, um, especially over this last year, where we have seen quality control issues continue to dip. Um, what has been your approach to keeping your um, quality product in the market and still um, hitting the numbers that you need to hit? Well, we call them Nickisms in the in, in the <laughs> facility, and. Uh, <laughs> The first thing is, I always say it takes 10 years to get a customer and three seconds to lose one. And I've always believed that quantity would would only occur when you have quality. And I'm very picky in what I buy. So I think the consumer should be equally as picky. So when we decided to become vertically integrated in 1999, I wasn't going to check 5 to 10% of my production for draw testing. I wanted to produce 100% of of my production for draw testing. We actually check the cigars 18 separate times before they go in the box. And I'd love for you guys to come down on the factory tour next January and February if you, if you get the opportunity. I know it's beautiful in Minnesota in February, but <laughs> give, give, us a, give us a shot and come down to uh, Testily to see it. And it's funny, I'm looking at the people coming up. One of the guys that I'm going on vacation tomorrow is a consumer. His name is Pete Speranz. I saw him check in. 
he lives in, just outside of Boston. And it's funny, like I had said earlier, you, 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 you meet these customers and you become, you become friends. And uh, Pete's actually going on vacation with me. He's a consumer. And uh, he's a Perdomo lover like I am. But it, it's kind of great. But my whole thing is about quality. It sounds good, but I've always envisioned myself with great companies like Ketone and, and Brioni and Asaya. These are suit companies that I like. They work, and they're, you know, I've been to their facilities. The quality's there. And that's what I've always, I've always inspired to, to just give somebody the best bang for their buck. You know, during S-Chip in 2009, when Obama hit us with that draconian tax, not only did we absorb it, we took our two most popular lines, which were Pernoma Reserve Champagne that you were just talking about, and Lot 23, back in the days. And we actually dropped those prices to eight-year levels prior to 2009. We dropped the prices almost 22%, and we did that for two reasons. The first thing, we wanted to build more market share, and we thought that market share was more important than gross margin. And, of course, the bean counters, our accountants, were dead against it. And said, you're going to have to grow 22% just to break even. I said, we'll do it. And what we did is we expanded in the humidors. And I think the retailers really appreciate it. I think the consumers appreciated it. And today, with the amount of cigars we make to keep that quality still at its utmost, is one of the things I'm most proud of. And I'm proud of my team. Um, I always say this, but the truth of the matter is the greatest asset of Perdomo Cigars is certainly not Nick Perdomo. It's our workforce. And when your average workforce has been with you for 20 years and seven months, you're going to produce a great product. We don't even move their sizes. We have people that have been making Coronas for us for 28 years in Nicaragua. We pay them in step increases like they make a torpedo or a double Corona, so they're happy. But why would I change a guy's size if he has total control of that size? And I'm very cognizant about the consumer and the retailer. I want the retailer to be confident in selling our cigars, and I want the consumer to say, I never had a, Perdomo, a bad Perdomo cigar regardless of what blend they like, because we make different blends to really, you know, offer them a choice of what they like. And I'm proud of the vertical integration. I'm really proud that people are, are very happy with our cigars. And if there's ever a complaint on the Perdomo cigar, there's one guy that answered, it's, it's me. And a lot of times if I call a consumer, he doesn't even believe it's me. And that's a sad state of affairs because I think the owner, no matter, and listen, we make a lot of cigars. We have a lot of employees. I'm a busy guy. But I'm not busy enough that I can't call a consumer if he has a question or if he has a concern on the product. I think that's right. One of the things I dislike in business in general is people are too darn busy. I, I'm, I'm busier than a lot of people, but I'm going to make the time out for my consumer because the consumer is the one who puts bread on my table, feeds my family, feeds our employees all around the world, and they're very important to me when they reach out, whether it's a Facebook post or a message. I am the one who's answering. I don't pay people to answer my messages. I hear a lot of people do that. I think if you take the time to reach out to me, I should take the time to reply to you. Sometimes it takes me a couple weeks. I get thousands of messages a day, but my wife will tell you that I do. I spend a lot of times late at night, early into the mornings, and guys who've been answered will see that sometimes I'm answering at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, but I think it's important for me to answer everybody, and I think that's what differentiates our company, and I think the care that we have and the customer service that we have compared to a lot of others in all kinds of industries. You know, when you call Perdomo Cigars, you talk to a human. You're never going to talk to a to a machine. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I didn't have a sensor yeah. on my phone 
if a person waits on hold more than it, I think it's 21 seconds, I get an alarm and I'll pick up and say, I'm sorry, who are you, who are you holding for? To me, it's important. Nobody should wait in line, for another Nickism, to give you their money. But the second thing, too, is customer service is paramount. And uh, yeah. the customer doesn't care anything unless he gets good customer service. And I think it's important. Well, and one of the things, especially, you know, with the a generational family business like yours is I, I and this is something just from somebody who hasn't experienced this and can't really um, I, I can't really take it in, you know, uh, in in as real a way as you can. But I think about, you know, because cigars are, are very often used for celebrations. You know, somebody's having a wedding. Somebody's getting married. Somebody had the birth of uh, a child. Um, they buy their first house, something sports like that. Championship. Yeah, sports championship. To think about somebody going in and buying a box of cigars and going to that celebration that they're going to. And they open that box and they hand out those cigars to their family and friends, knowing that that cigar has your name on it and your father's name on it and your son's name on it and your granddaughter's. It's just absolutely it – I, I, I think about that and I get welled up and I just can't even – I mean – that has to just be make you want to work even even harder. Absolutely. I remember my father, when he was alive, he went to the christening of the Ronald Reagan in Norfolk, Virginia. And after the christening, we went and we did an event in, in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And I remember that my dad was smiling from ear to ear. And I said, what are you so happy about? And he said, you remember last week when we were in the office, it was 1115 and we had both fallen asleep at our desk. He said, the reason we work so hard is because of this. He said, people enjoy the cigars. The guy just gave me the greatest compliment. And I am smiling from ear to ear. And it is. Just recently, I was <clears throat> I was at a cigar shop, and a gentleman had brought his son. I said, what a blessing that you can smoke a cigar with your dad. And he, the, the, the gentleman, the father, said, look at this, the original Perdomo Reserve champagne. I said, wow, that was decades ago. He said, I bought that box for the birth of my son, who's here today. And today, we have smoked hundreds of these boxes, cigars, and I appreciate the consistency on the brand. They've been outstanding. We've literally smoked thousands of these cigars. They're always top shape perfect, which is, to me, the, the, the greatest compliment you can give. But he said, today, I'm buying a box. Matter of fact, I'm buying two boxes because my son's getting married. Mm. And if that doesn't, uh, well, yep, nothing yeah. does. I was, like, so touching. You're exactly right. You know, when we make a box, packaging is so important. If you've been to our box company, our people even pass their hands over the boxes and make sure there's no splinters because we know these boxes are for celebratory things, whether it be the birth of a child, a marriage, a real estate deal, a lawsuit, a whatever it is. Yeah. We want people to be super happy with the product. They deserve it. We want them, whether it's a box of 24 or 25, that they get to smoke 24 or 25 phenomenal cigars and they're not worried that the cigars don't draw or they don't burn. There's nothing more frustrating than that. And I'm cognizant about that stuff, guys. I really am. You know what I mean? At my stage of my career, at my age, I'm more enthralled to make sure that the customer is satisfied than anything in the world. My wife and I talk about it. You know, you, you get all these compliments and everything. I want to keep those coming. I don't want complaints. I want people to be happy with the product because, one, they're deserving of it. That's the, that's the, main, that's the main reason, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Do you, uh, so I, I've oftentimes heard that, um, you know, cigar blenders or makers are a lot like chefs where they, 
um, produce cigars that they enjoy, that they want to consume themselves. Um, so this is a two-part question. Do you, do you feel that you fall into that same category, one? And two, what is that cigar that you have made that you can continuously smoke over and over again without it being played out? And then on top of that, I would actually have that same question for Janine. Oh, great. Great question. She'll, she'll, she'll type the answer back. The first part yep. of the question, I would say absolutely not. I don't make cigars necessarily for what I like. I make cigars for what I think you like. And I get a lot of that input from my sales team. I get a lot of that input from the shoe leather that I beat visiting four to 500 stores a year and being on the road a minimum of a week to two weeks out of the month. Um, so I have to be really resolute on what people like and what their likes are. And your input is extremely important to us as a company. If it was a cigar that, that on the second part of your question, the cigar where we actually came to a consensus with our with our blending team and, and, and our tasting team, which by the way has over 375 years of experience, there were two cigars that really hit the gamut where we loved. The first one years ago was the Perdomo Reserve Champagne. Nobody thought we could come out with a Connecticut Shade cigar that was not only creamy but was full of flavor with Nicaraguan fillers and binders. The next cigar was the cigar that celebrated our 20th anniversary, which was the Pernomo 20th anniversary in Sun Grown. That cigar, we came to a total consensus. And just recently, our newest brand two years ago, our Pernomo Reserve 10th anniversary Maduro with the blue label, we had a consensus because we always fight with each other because, you know, taste is subjective, as you guys well know. And um, we actually came to a consensus on that cigar. And what I'm most proud about, the Perdomo 10th anniversary Maduro was, it won Cigar of the Year in three different periodicals. And what I was most proud of, it was voted by you, the consumer, in Cigar Journal, in Tobacco Business Daily, and also at the Cigar Authority. It wasn't with four guys who taste hints of mushroom and buttonwood and TV sets and all these other things. <laughs> I'll be quite honest with you, in 30 years, I've never tasted uh, balls of wood. I mean... <laughs> I used to throw little airplanes around when I was a kid in balls of wood. And I remember one time unpacking some furniture that had balls of wood. So um, people ask me, do I taste hints of mushroom and roasted meat in my cigars? I absolutely don't. I look for solid cores of tobacco and taste and, and so on. And I've been making cigars for over 30 years from from a generation, generations of, of, of family members who've been in the cigar industry. And um, what I love about the consumer is, to me, the guys that rate cigars are you guys, the ones who smoke the cigars. And I'm proud that you guys enjoy them as much as we do and the offerings that we give you guys. So I think, I hope I answered your question. I, I as, as a cook, I don't even know how to cook, but I know how to blend cigars. And I'm learning every day, even though I've been doing it for, for, for over 30 years now. Um, my whole thing is, what do you like? Now, I have to like the cigar. Like you said earlier, it's got my last name. It's got to be good. But it's also got to be good for you. It's, you know, some people like very full-bodied cigars. Some people like mild to medium-bodied cigars. The truth of the matter is I can't make a very mild cigar because our grounds in Nicaragua are volcanic and they're very heavy and very mineral-laden. But what I can do is I can lay those tobaccos down and age them for several years. I can control that to make the, make those tobaccos impart smoothness and richness and complexity. That we're very good at. And we know that there is a Perdomo cigar for somebody out there. And we work really hard to try to satisfy our consumers all around the world. And I think our company has done a very good job at that. 
I think I'm getting uh, notes of uh, unicorn tears. Unicorn tears. <laughs> and, uh... Janine was asking if you could repeat the question. Oh, those. Yeah, she's what actually I'm, across I'm, from me and she'll type it. What I'm interested to know is at the end of the night, what is Janine's cigar that she can cont continuously go to without it being played out? The one she enjoys the most. Okay. That she's always I'll have her answer that question. All right. Um, while, she's, while she's answering that question, one of the things that I've asked some okay. one of the things that I've asked some other people recently, um, and I want to get your take on this because I've seen a trend. I think a lot of people have seen this trend um, over the last, I don't know, I'll say three years, uh, at least to the extreme level in the last three years. In pricing trends on premium cigars. I've been seeing more and more cigars in brick and mortar shops that I frequent that are north of the $30 or $40 or even higher price point per cigar. What are your thoughts on those pricing trends? And, uh, you know, how, how do you, how do you take pricing into account when you release products? Well, two things. I think hogs get slaughtered eventually. <laughs> And uh, look, I have, if you've been in Nicaragua, and a lot of my competitors will tell you, I'm one of the biggest growers in cigar tobacco in the world. And um, my dad always said, small margins guarantee that you stay in business. Um, sometimes it's hurt us because our average price point is between 7 and $10, where the average price point today is about $15, $16. Um, I got a conscience. Um, listen, I'm in business. There's no doubt about it. I have to pay lots of employees and, and you have to be profitable and so on. But I also want to be fair and I'm also really cognizant about the economy today. I know people are struggling and cigars are meant to be savored and enjoyed. They're not a necessity like beer, hot dogs or a cigarette. So I, I think about that all the time. So we've been we've been very good as, as many people know about our price points outside of best chip. I've been in the industry for 30 years. Anybody who's been in the industry with me for 30 years has had at least 30 price increases. In some cases, in 96 and 97, people had price increases every quarter. In 30 years, I've had 14 price increases. So um, sometimes I think it hurts us. When you look at a brand like Lot 23, it's a cigar that could easily sell for $15 and it sells for $7 or $8. Sometimes it hurts us. People go, wow, this cigar is $7 or $8. I wonder if, it's, if there's something wrong with it. Well, there's nothing wrong with it. It was my dad's dream. That was his baby. And my dad said, it's better to make a quick nickel than make a slow dime, Nicky. And let's make sure that we price this for the everyday man. And uh, that's what we've done. And we've done that with every one of our brands. Our most expensive brand is 12-year double-H vintage. You're talking about a cigar that's got tobacco that's certified by the family. It's 12 years old. It's been aged in bourbon barrels for two years, and that cigar retails for $12 or $15. Some companies would charge $50 to $60 for a cigar like that. And I think people appreciate not only our quality, but they also appreciate our price points. And I think we're fair on that. And I'm also, I also look at states like New York and, and, and that have tremendous taxes, California, and I want people to be able to afford a Perdomo cigar. I want them to enjoy it. You know, I enjoy what I do. I enjoy making them, but I also enjoy that the consumer enjoys it. Yeah, there's a lot more to business than just making a quick buck. A lot of it's is building satisfaction. And I think we've been consistent with that in three decades. And and I and I'm happy that the, the consumer sees it. 
and sees our work and our and our passion and produce not only the best cigars but the best cigars money can buy regardless of price. No, I don't. I don't believe in thirty and forty dollars cigars. I had a brand called Edición de Silvio named in honor of my grandfather. A lot of people tell you it's the best cigar in the world. Could be. Uh, that cigar was expensive, twenty. But I only used the top one percent of our crop. Um, hand selected everything, and you saw the work that entailed to make that cigar. You would understand where we were coming from, and I felt guilty about it, but. It was a very low-margin product, believe it or not, as high as the price point was because of all the work that was entailed on it. Sometimes I go in the humidors, and I look at cigars that cost 20 or $30. I look at these wrappers modeled, and, mm-hmm. and you know, they're, they're wrinkled because they were packed wet. And I say to myself, my God, these are binders. I feel bad for the people. And I had one of my, my general managers from Nicaragua come, and he couldn't believe our price points compared to the others. And the quality, because these are all cigar guys, you know, we, we know how to make cigars, and they were they were shocked. So I'm proud of our quality, and I'm proud of our price points. And you know what? Small margins, like my dad said, do make you stay in business, and we've been in business three decades, and my son will be the fourth generation of cigar makers, and I hope to hand it off to him and, and, and Arthur and, and make sure that we continue moving forward, and I steer that ship in the right direction. Yeah. Now, Jeannie just... Uh said this evening she's smoking a 20th anniversary Connecticut and she's partial to that because of the aging process, which is different than most. Can you talk us through that a little bit? Yeah, we, we carry a tremendous amount of inventory of, of fillers, binders, and wrappers. I'm a big believer in it. Um, pretty much every cigar we make, regardless, the fillers have been aged a minimum of 60 months. And that's great because we're vertically integrated and we grow our own tobacco. And we can do that. We're afforded that luxury to do it. But well-aged tobacco, well-cured tobacco, well-fermented tobacco is very important. You taste that. It's no different than a Belvini 14 Caribbean cask. It's not MD 2020. You know what I mean? It's been, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's been aged in the barrels. And that stuff is important. That's the same thing for us. And we feel that we get a lot of bang for our buck. So, for example, the 20th, uh, the 20th Connecticut, the, the fillers are, are, are five years old. Um, we, we barrel age the wrappers, depending on whether it be Connecticut, Sun Grown, or Maduro, you know, upwards from, from 10 months to, to two years, depending. And that extra aging period really finishes the tobacco. It caramelizes the wrappers. It brings all the sugars up. If you notice our Connecticut's, they don't look like yellow yolk. They have almost a honey butterscotch color because those wrappers have been in their bulks for over five to seven years. That's important for us. It's not because of my infinite wisdom that we do this. We do this because we have tremendous stocks of tobacco. If you look at our installations, everything's perfect. You know, we have 72% moisture and 70 uh, degrees of Fahrenheit for our wrappers in their bulk, so they marinate and they age. And I think it's very important. And I want to be consistent because I want our products to be consistent for the smoker where they get to enjoy it each and every time. Yeah. Well, uh, and right now I got, uh, cause, cause, uh, Garrett and Justin don't partake in alcohol. So we've got some sparkling, uh, sparkling cider that was actually, uh, uh, kindly brought over us to us by, uh, some neighbors, uh, to, uh, celebrate episode 200. So cheers to all our viewers and listeners uh, and Nick and your family episode 200. Well, cheers to you. I'm uh, I'm drinking a Glenfiddich 18. Fantastic. In your honor, but I will tell you that that Belvini Caribbean Cast 14 is one of my favorite single malt scotches. So you guys are in good taste, and yeah, I think cigars can be enjoyed 
with alcoholic drinks and without al- without Absolutely. alcohol. One of my favorite things is drinking coffee with cigars, for example. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Coffee and cigars is, I mean, what grows together goes together. It's it's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Um, one thing, one last kind of cigar business question before we get to the next segment of the show, and it sort of it's looking ahead as you um, guys look at business strategy. Does the schedule change for uh, the PCA trade show moving in early 2024? Does that does that affect your business strategy at all? If and if so, how do you guys navigate that? Well, because it'll be earlier next year, we'll ramp up. We had an. It's crazy as you move on in, in business in years. You know, January, February, are always the slow months. Um, this January was like June. And uh, this February was like July, which are the which are the hot months. Our sales team did a phenomenal job selling a lot of cigars. Forget that we're in over 50 countries around the world. And we're expanding market share all over the world um, next year because I think I believe it's going to be in March. Well, we'll have to ramp up in the summer months because every cigar that we make has to be in, in our cedar line aging rooms for a minimum of about 180 to 190 days before we release the cigar because not only do we cure ferment and age our fillers binders and wrappers but when the cigars are finished we want those flavors to interlock and marry and become complex and we'll we'll keep those aging the finished cigars for an extra six months so because of that we're ramping up production for next year for earlier yeah so we do have to have a different strategy because normally we're ramping up for the summer months, so normally we're in December getting ready for January, February, March, April, May, June for six months. Now we're, we're, we're starting to work earlier in the winter months to be able, to, or in the summer months on the latter part of 23 so we can ramp up in March because you can imagine during that trade show, we sell a tremendous amount of cigars. Yeah. And now there's more trade shows. Now we go to Dortmund and Germany and all our distributors and our teams out in Europe start ramping up. And what we do is we have to give artillery to our sales team in America. Uh, they don't make any money with back orders. And we can't feed our families with back orders. We feed our families with production and cigars. And we're going to give them great production. And we're going to give our we're going to give our sales team all around the world bullets to shoot. And we're going to give them great quality cigars each and every time, regardless of the month that uh, they're going to sell in. Fantastic. So... Garrett, I have a question for you. Hmm. Is it time? Oh, it is time. It is time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for this week's Numero de los Muertos. And as always, Numero de los Muertos is brought to us by our friends at Smoke In. de los muertos episode 200 garrett what do you have for us this week all right so for any uh new viewers and listeners uh we play kind of a morbid game that's a little <laughs> bit of fun um i give a number and a little bit of a clue and it's up to nick and matt and our viewers and listeners to try and figure out how these people died 
So the number this week is on average in the United States, 12 people a year die from this. Oh, low numbers are always tough. All right. So on average in the United States, 12 people a year die from this. Mm -hmm. All right. Nick, you got any initial ideas? I'm, I'm, I got my usual list of 20 questions, but what are you, what are you thinking? I'm going to, I'm going to defer to you first and let me keep thinking. I'm not, you're younger than me, so you're, you're probably <laughs> a lot faster than I am. So, uh, well, I'm going to, I always have sort of a, a set list of questions that helps narrow it down. Like, um, are these, are vehicles involved? Yes. Vehicles are involved. It is not getting hit on an airplane runway. <laughs> a pig attack. Somebody, Minnesota Doughboy says pig attack. That's oh, that's a great it. answer. Not uh, sharks. Not pigs. Um. Not vending machines. Bro I, broken are, heart. We actually did, Lori. We actually did broken. We heart. did do broken heart. Yeah, we did. Yep. Um. It is not medical. Um. Not alligators. Would it be considered a workplace accident? No, it is not. But vehicles are involved. Yes. Not jumping off a cruise ship. I did do that one too. Are these land vehicles, air vehicles? They are not land. Water vehicles. Nope. None of the above? No. Oh, air? Yes. Okay. These are air vehicles. Yep. Um, glider, glider accidents? Nope. Oh, gliders. Yeah. Um, are these motorized vehicles? Uh, Bernie. We got a, we got a correct answer yep. in the comments. Bernie and Mitch back to back. Is it really skydiving? Sky yep. Wow. 12 people in the U S on average die every year from skydiving. 12. Yeah. Wow. I was supposed to do that for my, uh, my wife bought me, a um, a skydiving package for my 40th birthday. And I, the sad part is during that stretch of about three months or so during the summer, when I had my 40th birthday, I had some very serious, uh, health problems. So I, I couldn't do it. Um, I mean, I could barely, I could barely even stand or walk at the time. So going skydiving was pretty much a no go. Um, and that was a, my 40th birthday was a very long time ago. I won't talk about how long ago it was, but it was a very long time ago. <laughs> And uh, so I got to, I suppose I should get that back on the schedule because, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much okay now. Are you, I mean, if I have to pick up my car keys off the floor, that takes <laughs> like 20 minutes. Story. Yeah. But, uh, you know. Yeah. And wasn't that in a movie? I've seen the, the comment pass a few times now. Why jump out of a perfectly good airplane? Somebody, yeah. yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for me. That's for sure. It's the thrill rush. You know, it's that, that searching, searching after the. The, you know the big uh, adrenaline rush or whatever yeah and that's just i think, I, think I think michael there is absolutely right i uh never understood that <laughs> yeah i don't i don't get it all right so that was this week's numero de los muertos all right let's jump into the lightning round brought to us by our friends at J.C. Newman Cigar Company, America's oldest family-owned premium cigar maker, creators of the popular Brickhouse 
Perla Del Mar, Diamond Crown, and the American J.C. Newman Cigar Company operates out of their 112-year-old El Reloa Cigar Factory in historic Cigar City, Tampa, Florida. For more information on their cigars or visitor experience, please visit jcnewman.com. All right, uh, so last time you were on the show, Nick, we had some of our basic lightning round questions. Uh, we've got some more that some of these this time that go a little bit uh, a little bit heavier. So this and this is going to be interesting with your wife sitting next to you. So who was your, if you look back when you were a kid or a teenager, who was your biggest celebrity crush? As far as a woman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it'd be Raquel Welch. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. She Jacqueline was, Smith. Yeah. Oh, Jacqueline so Smith. Jacqueline Smith. Best Charlie's Angel ever. Is yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Abs brunettes all the way. All the way. I agree. Um, I, although I married a redhead, so what yeah. are you gonna do you about do? that? I guess that's but, pretty good too. Know. Yeah. Um, all right. So if you could have an unlimited supply of one thing for the rest of your life, and you cannot say cigars, money, or time but you could have an unlimited supply of one other thing. What would it be? I love cars. I, oh. um, I have to name a brand of car, right? No, I'm surprised you didn't say watches, but you, you may have an I, unlimited I, I, supply of watches. I, I, already. I, 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 I have, I have a lot of them. So, <laughs> so it's, I could, I could use more cars. I'm okay with watches right now, to be honest with you. Yeah. My wife's about to, my wife's about to hit me in the head <laughs> if I buy any more. So, so I tell you a funny story. I, my wife would always complain about me buying watches. So what I decided to do, I decided to be smart about it. I said, I'm going to buy her a watch every time I buy a watch. Now she doesn't complain about it because she gets a watch too. And now she's a watch freak. So life's funny sometimes, right? Yep. So what are some uh, what are some cars that you gravitate towards that you really love? I love Corvettes quite a bit. I have um, I have several Corvettes. I have the uh, I have the new C8 and I have the new Z06 coming hopefully in the next month. I uh, nice. I love I love fast cars. I've, I've been to numerous racing schools. That's my hobby. Uh, racing cars, you know. Of course, I love Porsche. Um, I have a GT3. There's I'm I'm a car freak to be honest with you. It's uh, probably the worst hobby you can have, but it's something I really enjoy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you gotta have, you gotta have your hobbies. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What's the oldest, yes. what's the oldest Corvette you have? I have a 2010 Corvette ZR1, which I was the original owner, but I'd like to, I would really like to get a 1965. That's the year I was born Corvette with, uh, either a 327 or 427 with side pipes is what I, what I'm looking for. And I got, uh, couple friends of mine that are trying to help me look for one right now so that's something that i really enjoy i just you know, love it's funny know. the 65 doesn't get as much love as the 63 but i've always liked the 65 stingray better no the 63 Ever. has that split window rear but i just there's something yeah, about. yeah but I, but I, I want a convertible i'm i live in yeah. miami so the average I temperature is 82 degrees year round so i uh I'm a convertible guy i got i got i got convertibles that's what i like yeah yep i totally get it all right nick so the zombies are coming. <laughs> you get to choose three people from the cigar industry to be on your zombie apocalypse survival team. Who do you choose and why? 
I, I guess I would have to choose friends because your friends will, will, will back you up. These are competitors or people that work for my company? Doesn't and matter. Anybody, Any, in, the anybody in the cigar industry. Nepotism oh. is allowed here. <laughs> okay. I mean, if it's if it's guys, I'd pick the three top guys. I, I would uh, – can I pick four? I'd, I'd probably pick uh, – Yeah, man. Oh, maybe five. I mean, I, I got some great guys. I'd, I'd pick uh, my son, of course, Nicholas. I'd pick Nelson Cuba, Arthur Kemper. My wife, Ralph. I mean, I got some. I got some some great people. I'd love to have on my team. My wife's like, I better pick her. So yeah, I'd pick her too on the female <laughs> side. No, I'm joking. So uh, yeah, so she's she's about to rip my head off in front of me. So you got to pick Janine. You yeah, have to pick. You have yeah, to. You, you got to pick. Hey, we just celebrated our 34th wedding anniversary last oh, week. Oh man, so, that uh, is fantastic. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. How about you guys? Uh, ours, ours, we usually pick people with in that we know in the cigar industry that have a lot of guns. Yeah. So it's, uh, for me, it's Matt Booth. Um, it's Christian Aurora cause he has a plane. Yeah. And then, uh, my third, I got to have a sacrificial lamb and I would go with cigar <laughs> coop. I'm sorry. I love, I love him to death, but he would be, he would be the guy that you, you have to outrun run him. Fat. Yeah. You got to run outrun one person. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I got to What I got to tell you, one of my other passions is I love guns too. I was in the military yep. and, uh, I love my pistols and my rifles. That's yeah. another hobby of mine. Yeah. You gotta have, you gotta have those when you're defending against zombies. So you would definitely be on my Sweet. team, Nick. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd, I'd be okay. I'd be okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, let's jump into, uh, notable smokables. Uh, now, now each week we name a cigar on the show, uh, that's notable to us uh, that we smoked recently. Now, this could be a cigar that's been on the market for decades that we smoked for the first time in a very long time, or it could be a cigar that's newer to the market that we just tried for the first time ever. Um, now, Nick, obviously you're smoking mostly your own stuff, but I know you do like to uh, try what else is out there on the market from other brands. Can you think of something you smoked recently that that kind of caught your interest? Um. I like Nicaraguan cigars. Uh, Del Fernandez is a good friend of mine. I think he makes really great product. Um, we were at his house having lunch, and he gave me something that I really liked. And I can't remember the name because normally when we smoke cigars, we don't smoke them with, with bands. We want to make sure the consumers get all the bands. So I don't know what it was, but he, he makes a great cigar. My, my old friend Ernie Carrillo make some really great cigars there's a lot of guys out there i have a lot of uh, you know i have a lot of respect for and i'm one of these guys that yeah i do try other people's cigars i think like a like a good chef you might think you make the best food but it's always good to, to travel around and try other people's stuff you know i could taste different things on the cigars i think barrel aging is really important most people don't do it and i think it finishes off the cigars but there's definitely some great great guys out there in the cigar industry and i have, I have quite a few good friends out there in the cigar industry too yeah. Uh, Garrett, what was something notable for you this week? Well, so I took a little road trip to Virginia to a cigar event uh, with a couple of friends, and Raul gifted me with a Undercrown Pig. And Oh, yeah? I, I don't know why I'd never had the Undercrown Pig. I've never before. had one. It was fantastic. I've had the big one, the feral, right. whatever they call it, um, but I haven't had the Undercrown one. I haven't either. And was it good? It was fantastic. Oh, I'll have to maybe check that out sometime. Yes. I've, yeah, I haven't I haven't reached for one of those before. Um, my notable this week was um, was actually and and 
it, it's I guess it's maybe border it's borderline selfish for my notable smokable this week. I don't know. You can call it selfish if we want to, I guess, but uh, I don't make any money off of it. Uh, but it's the the Crux Epicure Habano, which is actually not mm. quite released yet. It's it, it is going to be shipping soon, from what I understand, because um, they had some like many cigar companies had some problems with packaging. Uh, the cigar was supposed to come out last year. Uh, so the Crux Epicure Habano is going to be coming out soon. And some of us uh, from Crux Cigars and uh, uh, Sodi's Cigar and Pipe in Oak Park Heights, Minnesota, and uh, from uh, Stellum Spirits, we did a barrel pick to pair a bourbon, or we, we actually sampled some bourbons and some rice. Uh, we settled on a bourbon. So it's going to be a Stellum bourbon barrel pick that's going to... Uh, that that we smoked along with or sorry we drank the bourbon along with smoking the epicure habano to try to find a good a nice pairing where the cigar went well with the bourbon and we settled on this one stellum barrel pick and i think i think it's a nice uh barrel pick so uh if you guys are in the minnesota area uh you can uh reach out to Sodi cigar and pipe uh and there's a way for you to uh purchase some uh pre-order some of these uh crux epicure habano and which will also get you a voucher where, where you'll be able to go to 1010 uh wine and spirits in minneapolis and uh purchase a bottle of this stellum barrel pick we did but it's a really nice bourbon uh uh it's, it's somewhere in the 113 proof range uh nice natural sweetness kind of bourbon uh that pairs really nicely with the epicure habano uh so that was my notable smokable this week um, now we have some coming attractions that we want to let you guys know about. And those are brought to us by our friends at AJ Fernandez. Born and raised in Cuba, AJ Fernandez now produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua. The AJ Fernandez portfolio of cigars provides blend strength and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer. Whether it's New World, Dias de Gloria, San Latano, Enclave, or Bayas Artes, you are sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from AJ Fernandez. Now, next week on the show, that is going to be May 8th. We have Aaron Loomis and John McTavish from Developing Palettes on the show. We're going to do some math. It'll be fun, I promise. I was told there was no math. <laughs> no, because they've got a they've got a uh interesting scoring system uh yeah. that goes that that really goes against the the grain of uh what you typically see out there, whether when people are rating cigars or wines or or spirits. Uh, and so we're going to talk to them about that and some trends we're seeing, uh, lately in the cigar industry. Uh, and then later in the month, we have Laurel Tilly from AJ Fernandez. We have some other great guests coming up later in the month. So be sure to stay tuned for episode 201 and beyond, uh, on how about that cigar live. Uh, so Nick, if you would, please give our viewers and listeners an idea, where is the best place for them to keep up with everything going on with Perdomo cigars? Well, definitely our website at www.perdomocigars.com. We also have a YouTube channel at Perdomo Cigars, and one of the, it's 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 a love of mine. What I want to do at at my stage of my career is I want people to really enjoy our cigars, and I teach everything from properly cutting and lighting cigars to how not to get sick smoking a cigar, how to take care of cigars, and I go on from literally from A to Z. And we continue moving in that direction, and the channel has done extremely well. Um, you know, YouTube is very stringent on tobacco products, and uh, we have a lot of commercials running. A lot of people have, have, have 
have watched the channel and I appreciate it. And a lot of people have liked and subscribed to it. And it's something that I really enjoy doing from my office. And we do everything from showing you how we ship cigars, our shipping department, our team. And uh, we, we do have a, a wonderful team in Miami and in Nicaragua and really all across the, all across the country. Yeah. It's uh, it, and it's great to have that channel out there to, you know, for, for people from the novice, you know, who are just getting started and, and really need even the basics of how to cut and light a cigar to us, maybe more slightly seasoned cigar nudes, nerds who really like to dive into the, you know, the, the intricate details of packaging and aging and stuff like that. Uh, it's great to definitely be able to learn all that stuff. Um, so I want to let our viewers know one last time, there's the link in the comments. So if you have not yet go to that link and make sure to enter the giveaway. We have a fantastic uh, gift set from our friends at Perdomo Cigars that we're very grateful for to celebrate episode 200. So make sure, uh, and uh, I want to let everybody know this giveaway, because we want to give as many people a chance to win as possible. So this giveaway is going to be live until May 7th. So May 7th, we're going to keep it live on the website and we're going to continue to share, share out the link. So as many people can enter, cause we want to give, like I said, lots of people a chance to win this. Uh, so it's going to be live till May 7th. And then uh, we will reach out to the winner directly. Uh, if, uh, if you haven't yet, you can still uh, put show comments in hashtag Perdomo army. Uh, if you haven't done that yet, uh, that'll give you a hundred extra entries that will tabulate ourselves into that. Um, Nick, let me say again to you and your family, mm -hmm. thank you so much for being a part of episode 200 on, on how about that cigar. Thank you for what you do in the cigar industry nice. for the consumers and for the industry itself and keep up the good work. And, uh, we just wish you the absolute best. Thank you. Yeah, man. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Congratulations on what you guys do. Listen, pushing out this cigar news is, is essential to all the cigar smokers and it's great seeing a lot of friends out here on the uh, on the channel chuck shaw and, and a lot of the guys out here uh that that are listening in my old friend larry thomas i see him coming he was a retailer in illinois that came to our factory tour and uh it's a lot of guys out here i just i just see a lot of names i think there's 50 some guys on the on the on the channel right now listening and i really appreciate what you guys and i really appreciate all the consumers uh, listening in and the retailers, a lot of great retailers, Dan Swally's on here. There's a lot of great guys on here. So, uh, thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's our honor. It truly is. Definitely. Uh, I viewers guess. and listeners guys, thank you so much for watching. How about that cigar? We've made it to episode 200 because of you guys. And we're so grateful. Uh, and we want to make sure that you guys don't miss anything. So please be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, to like the Facebook page and follow what we have going on. Uh, if you have any questions for us, uh, you can go on to HowAboutThatCigar.com and you can send us an email uh, and also me make sure to enter that giveaway. Um, the other thing we want to make sure you guys do is follow us on all social media and you'll find us at HBT Cigar. And of course, like we always say, until next time, burn cigars, not bridges. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. 
Any comments, opinions, viewpoints, or statements presented or uttered by guests on the HBTC podcast, HBTC live video streams, and all other media from HBT Media LLC are solely those of the individual and do not necessarily represent the opinions or viewpoints of How About That Cigar or its parent company, HBT Media LLC, any of our advertising partners, or the premium cigar industry. The primary purpose of How About That Cigar is to entertain and to encourage activity and growth within the community of people who enjoy or want to learn about the enjoyment of premium cigars.